If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more apps out there. You can make money for your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This podcast contains adult content with suggestions of animal harm. Listener discretion is advised. Out of the darkness and into the fire. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Out of the darkness and into the Welcome, dear traveler, to the morbid forest. Hello there, my dear, dear traveler. I see you found yourself smack in the middle of the morbid forest. But don't fret, Ranger Harper is at your service to guide you through the dark tresses of the trees. They really do come alive here, and I must admit, At times, I wonder what lies at the heart of it. It may be the same entity that haunts other corners of the globe. (laughs) Come along, and I'll tell you as we venture deeper all about Old Nobly. At some point, the pathway ended, and the solid concrete beneath Allison's slippered feet turned to bracken and thistles and things that stung and bit. The bare skin of her legs thrummed with sore heat as the poisons and needles pricked and swelled, but she pressed onward. He was just a little further ahead now. The thing that gives. Old Nobbly. The night gloom was almost pitch black 
but for the silvery highlights of the moon and stars above, and the yellow of the streetlights far back and to the left, past the cul-de-sac of Windsor Close. The song was growing louder now, each syllable becoming clearer with each step. Even Mixie was singing, or crying. From there, Allison could see the jutting roofs of her own and her neighbors' houses, could see the silhouettes of the chimneys and satellite dishes. On her right was nothing but fields and trees, walking roots and stone walls, farmhouses and desolate fields of mud and dirt. The man with the long hair came to mind, the one with the ratty mustache from the corner shop. He told her how those dust dirt fields were supposed to be beautiful crops of yellow rapeseed, so big and tall and luminescent you'd think you'd stumbled upon a brand new shade of yellow. An unnaturally alien color that fetched a good price and a good living for the farmers. But not this year! Ratash had said as he bagged up her white line and cat food this morning. For some reason, Old Nobbly's not giving out. Old Nobbly? Ratash lifted the bulging carrier bag, ready to split and spill forth her groceries. Said, Sure, or whatever you want to call the spirit of nature, the thing that gives to the people. You want this double bagged? Yes, please. And wait, are you talking about God? God, why did she say that? Allison was about as atheist as they came. A nun of non-belief. She'd sooner believe in the idea that people actually did like the taste of Marmite. Ratash placed the bulging bag into a second and smiled, big and warm-like. He had the rosy cheeks and ruddy smile she'd normally associate with the butcher. It was the way that he said it. The thing that gives to the people... That had a veneer of malevolence, of evil. And then Ratash chuckled as he handed the bag over. The handles already stretching and whitening, and Wainley said, Sure, why not? To some, it could be called a god. She left before hearing any more of the nonsense. The cheery smile and overly thick spread the man had laid was too much for Allison. Maybe he was trying to scare her. Play games with the newcomer, the Outlander. The community of Bill Serb was small and tightly woven. It wouldn't be too much of a stretch to think that they might haze the newcomers a little bit, scare the city type with some local folklore. And yet she heard the song, that same night, and more so, with each one passing. It started as a whine, a sort of dog whistle frequency. A sound that brought to mind a white plastic carrier bag, a field of them moving and rustling in a sea breeze. Mixie, her 16-year-old cat, had been mewling and pouring at the bedroom window as the tinnitus song found its way into the backs of her ears hidden in the tiny bones that danced there. No way, Mixie. You'll get lost out there. 
We're not in the city anymore. You have to stay inside for a while. A couple of sleeping pills, a massage of the temples, and she was back to sleep. The sound defeated. Until the next night, when it returned in full. Again, Mixie was at the windowsill of her bedroom, pawing at the glass that she was trying to dig her way through it. For an ancient cat, mostly blind and somewhat incontinent, Allison had been surprised at the old fart's energy and would have smiled at her determination if the noise hadn't returned again. This time it was a little louder, a little more grating, a wailing on the back of her ears that felt like it should have been accompanied by an icicle breath on the nape of her neck. She'd climbed out of the bed, feeling the cold of the old house as she scampered over to the window. Down, Mixie. She said as she brushed her from the sill. Down! She stopped as she looked outside, scanning the overgrown greenery of her back garden, expecting left and right into the shadows of the fields behind. So thick and dark that she even closed her eyes for a second and tried to picture the city lights of her old London apartment. She found comfort in it, just for a moment, before opening them once again and looking out into the inky darkness. She worked her view over the broken boards of the fence at the back of her garden and saw the copse of trees and the thing that sat at the edge of them. A monstrous oak tree, much, much thicker than the others. A wider base, fat and stumpy, reaching up and splitting into two fat arms that lifted into the air like it was caught and frozen midway through some interpretive dance. The big boughs then split and separated into spindly, jagged fingers that looked ready to reach out to wrap its branches around throats and limbs and to squeeze, squeeze, squeeze away the life. And then as the noise grew and the fear started to settle in the back of her throat and Allison felt the bitter taste of chalk and bile, she saw it. Or at least she thought she saw it. It was much too dark to see. Wasn't it? But there it was. The face. Three more tablets that night, she was back in bed unable to truly drift, not without hearing the singing, feeling the thumping of dancing feet slamming on grassy ground, and hearing the crying of babies, not humans, she didn't think. It was more like that of baby goats, a warbling cry of hurting youth. And then there were blades, which she was sure of and blood. A face. For sure there was certainly a face. It was he who gives and those that worship before it. Shit Alley!
What? The morning after, and she managed to catch her neighbor, Mr. Robinson, before he climbed into his Astra to set off to work. Even had some white shaving foam clinging to the top of his cheek. Allison didn't think it polite to mention it. You're asking what was just behind our houses? Yeah. Well, I think it was just a gangway originally, you know, just to get to the farmland and the trails behind, but... And nobody ever went there. Apart from junkies and boy races, you know, the kind who find an evil-looking thoroughfare and hang out and booze. That's when it seemed to pick up the nickname. Shit Alley, you know, because it's full of shit. Oh, right. <laughs> Listen. Allison said, eyeing the Robinson's kid's spike by the front door. Does the name Old Nobly mean anything to you? Mr. Robinson pointed his keys at a car and beeped it to unlock. He checked his watch. I mean the pervert tree. He opened the car door, evidently running late now. Pervert tree? Yeah, well, it's this giant oak out back. Kids had all different names for it. Old Nobly, Goonface, the pervert tree. They both laughed, but... Allison wasn't exactly sure why. It's this big goofy looking thing that looks like a pervert. So, I don't know what to tell you. Kids will be kids. They will. He drove off and left her on her own driveway, looking up to the bathroom window to see Mixie there. Her eyes like glass marbles watching two pigeons scuttling on the telephone wire above. Back inside the house and she put some food off for her. The old cat grumbled as she gnawed weakly at the thick cuts of ashen meat. Allison looked down at her withered companion and pictured the day she brought her home all those years ago. A sweet little kitten who never left the side. How quickly time had passed, eh? She walked to the kitchen sink and washed her hands. As she scrubbed, her eyes drifted from the fence at the back garden and down into the sink. The song returned, and she watched, hypnotized by the suds and the water gurgling down the sinkhole, and into the world below. Then she saw it. A fine green finger reaching up and out of the grill of the drain. Tiny and graceful. It reached halfway out of the basin before the tip of it sprouted into a beautiful yellow flower. Fear tickled her skin to sugar paper as she watched the finger of green continue to snake towards her. She plucked the flowering end of it away with a pink for reasons she didn't quite understand, she placed it into her mouth, tongued its bitter texture around, swallowed it whole. It was that night that she ventured out into Shit Alley. It was that night the songs entered her mind. The singing now joined by the thumping of bare feet and a fiddling of some stringed instrument she had no name for. 
In her transfixed state, she stepped through the overgrowth, her little plastic bag by her side, dragging through the bracken. Poor old Mixie, she thought, as she moved into the shadows and towards the song. At least she was double-bagged. Soon enough, the face in the shadows emerged. Pervert tree. She could see it. The ancient oak with spindly, knobbly fingers reaching into the sky above. A hollowed-out blackened chunk cut from its front with one small and one large scar above where large branches once sat. Long since broken away to reveal those deep-set, blackened eyes beneath. Old Nobly. She understood now. Shit Alley was once a place of worship. Its reverence was still there, hidden under layers of time. People gathered here and they gave gifts to the tree. Usually baby goats, but there were others too. Sometimes the badly born... The malformed and dumb. They were given, not without heartbreak, not without sacrifice. Allison stepped closer, and her body began to move and creep like there were beetles under her skin. She looked at the face, her head built into the side, watching, seeing. Mixie mewled from within the bag. She lifted the bag and saw her old cat's marbled eyes within. They looked at her with betrayal and sadness. I thought you wanted to go outside, she said, not without regret. But wasn't that the point of sacrifice? It had to her. For a while, she stood before old Nobly in cool silence. A thousand intimate conversations passed between them, unspoken. And then the tree moved. The wind brushed through its fingers, and it shivered. What gifts I bring for thee. She sang, quietly at first, tunefully as she placed Mixie on the floor by the big open, caught in a scream mouth. The time of life. And the buzzing of me. As Mixie drunkenly pushed herself out of the bag, those sleeping pills she put in her food made for a heavy dose for an old feline, she began to move her feet, stomping down left and right onto the thorns and needles. It was painful, and soon enough the blood came, but she paid no mind. She removed her nightie, and began the dance she dreamed of, as old Nobly had taught her. And in response, the ground moved. The green and brown fingers, the roots, wormed out from the soil. Mixie screamed as the fingers grasped her paws and pulled her downwards, beginning to pull the pieces apart and to feed them into the gaping mouth. Make us big and wide and fat. How peculiar she must look, dancing naked around an old tree, a god nonetheless, singing that old folk song. Her pounding feet made for the percussion, and the screaming old cat made for the instrumentation. 
But Allison knew now that she had to give and give and give to Old Nobly. No, his true name. What was it? Dad? Veradios? Something? He was an old guy and he was famished, the poor thing. So she danced and sang and gave and planned to do so the next day and the next day after that till the fields grew fat with yellow once again. She sang. This has been a Morbid Forest production. On this week's episode, you've heard Old Nobly, written by Luke Condor and narrated by Sean Moreau and Naomi Richards. It's a little bit about our friend Luke. Luke has been writing on his computer since his early teens and has never looked back. And now he has very sore eyes. <laughs> He also runs and produces a short story podcast called The Other Stories, which is super awesome. And you guys should go, definitely go check it out. It has amassed over 8 million downloads and has a monthly listenership of around 200k downloads, which, Luke, I really hope one day that we're like you. Please can we grow up to be like you. He has two novellas coming out in 2021 with small presses, Eraserhead Press and Journal Stone Publishing. In 2015, he won the Best Low Budget Film Award at the London Short Film Festival for a film he made in seven days with no camera and no money. So really, what did you do, Luke? Do some magic? (laughs) Currently, he works from his dining room table in the middle of a Sherwood forest and lives with his fiancée cat, their pet cat, Oscar, and a larger, angrier cat, Alaska, who is actually a dog. (laughs) Thanks so much, Luke, for letting us use your story on our opening episode of season two. I hope you guys loved his story because we loved producing it for you. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, 
at The Morbid Forest. You can also leave us a cute little love letter at themorbidforest at gmail.com. Want to become a Patreon? Head over to patreon.com slash themorbidforest and find out more about our Patreon tiers. And like what you're hearing so far for season two? Go ahead and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and get us out there to more lovely travelers out there just like you. And as always, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you next week, travelers, on The Morbid Forest.